conversations around good. Yo, we talking. The conversations around good. Yo, yo, we talking. Yo. Conversations, conversations, conversations around the good. If you enjoyed this snippet of good, stay tuned for the entire Conversation Around Good episode that drops on Friday. Don't forget to like, share, tag, and to give a podcast review. Shout out to our sponsor, Strategic Hype, and her word branding genius, Hype Kits and Plenty Mercantile's local sustainable lifestyle stores. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss inspiring stories of good. Now, get out there and do good. Hello, I am Tracy with Made Possible By, and in this snippet of good, we hear from Ben Knuckles, one of the co-owners of Commonplace Books, and he is sharing how Commonplace chooses to invest in their community, how it's taking care of people and stewarding moments, and how no one leaves Commonplace empty-handed, and how that has very little to do with them buying books. Enjoy. To me, it's like, I'll use the kind of the bookstore as the example. It's like, we don't discount books, right? And the reason we don't discount books is number one, like the margins are thin. Two, uh, margins are thin to begin with. Two, um, we, we think it devalues um, the actual kind of the art form of a book. Um, and then third, we want our everyday regular patrons to help contribute financially to what we're trying to accomplish in terms of taking care of people and so when we do give something or discount something or whatever the case may be um it's an act of generosity um and it's about responding to a person in the moment um you know for example like there's a kind of an unspoken culture in our store at this point of like there's a standard set of books that we always have in stock about grief, right? And what I love is we've created a culture by which like now our booksellers, they don't even, they don't even have to ask me if they should give that book on grief away to the person who's either grieving themselves or looking for a resource for somebody that they love who is, right? It's just like, we don't accept money for books on grief, right? Like, we just don't do it. It's like, it's our attempt, you know, to give this, to look somebody in the eyes and say, we would like for you to have this. Um, we don't go on a long, you know, rant or get on a soapbox about why, but for us, it's about an act of solidarity of how we can enter into the moment of somebody's life. And so from the very beginning of, you know, Commonplace, we, we always said like, it's about meeting the everyday needs of our community. And so, again, what I love about the retail experience is, again, it's one of the few places where needs walk in the door all day, every day, you know. And if you'll, again, this is the job description I give our staff. It's not sell books. It's a very lofty 
I probably give them as lofty of a job description as I give myself in life. And it's your job is to number one, take care of people. And then secondly, it's to steward a moment in somebody's life. Mm -hmm. So that's a tall order for 12 bucks an hour, but, um, but that's how seriously we take kind of the culture uh, and the care within those four walls is like, you know, our goal is that nobody leaves empty handed, but that has very little to do with whether or not you buy a book or not. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I, I probably didn't answer your question very well, but I mean, for us, like the way we give back happens at the individual level for the most part. Um, you mentioned a, you know, a, a gentleman in the store who was homeless recently. Well, last February, uh, we held a funeral in the bookstore for our friend, Matt, who was an everyday part of the bookstore life. Um, every day he either came by just to say hi, ask if there was an odd job he could do, but mostly he was kind of just checking in like, Hey, how's it going? This is what I'm up to today. This is where I'm going next. I got an odd job cleaning windows here, there, you know, And then sometimes he would just call the store out of the blue on a day and just say like, Hey, I just finished up a job here. I'm headed to another job there. It was just like, he just didn't want to be alone. Right. Mm -hmm. And he wanted like somebody to bear witness to his life. And we were the people that we didn't choose Matt. Like Matt chose us like Mm -hmm. as the witnesses to his life. And so all we really did was stand there and keep our eyes open and just say to Matt over and over and over again, like, We see you, you're not invisible. We see you, you're not invisible. We see you, you're not invisible. And the reality is like, everybody needs to hear that, not just the man or the woman who presents homeless, right? Like I have guys in white white shirts and ties, you know, walking this bookstore a lot. And they also need to hear like, hey, you're not invisible, we see you. Not invisible, we see you. Like whatever's going on in your life, if if you're inclined to talk about it, we're inclined to listen. Like, Mm -hmm. let me know what you got. I mean, the number of times I've stopped what I'm doing, got down on a knee, just really as a sign to the patron, like I'm not in a hurry. You're not bothering me. I'm gonna like almost literally like kind of take a knee so you know like I'm gonna be here a while and you talk as long as you need, you know? And we've talked about death and we've talked about failed marriages and we've talked about wayward kiddos and we've talked about financial hardship we've talked about spiritual crisis i mean like if those walls could talk i mean running a bookstore is like confessions of a taxi cab driver right it's like when you create a safe place right you know when you create a safe place people intuitively respond to it right you know i'll never forget a young gentleman, young professional, he's a banker, young professional banker, come in the store a lot, you know, on his lunch hour, go get something to eat, swing by for 15 minutes, go on about his day. And I'll never, I'll never forget, like, you know, one time we got in this kind of exchange and it started a small talk and then began to kind of deepen. Um, But there was this kind of like, can I cross, can I like, can I pass go moment? Right. And he looked at me and he said, can I be honest with you? And the real question was not like, can I say my truth? The real question was like, are you safe? 
and can I trust you with my truth, right? Um, and the answer was, of course, yes. But the only way he's going to be able to know that he can be honest with me is if I will also be honest with him and say like, okay, what we're going to do right here and now is we're going to create like a safe place where we both can exist, right? Fully and holy, even if today, like holy is kind of broken and busted up, right? Mm -hmm. So again, I would just say like, you know, kind of back to Matt, it's like, like, that's the way we give back is like, I figured out how to solve homelessness, Tracy, with Matt. Like, everybody's trying to figure out how to solve homelessness, right? I figured out how to solve homelessness. It costs 60 bucks a night. For that guy, one guy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I figured out how to solve homelessness again with my friend Stephen, who I met on Easter. He was homeless in Atlanta, came here to do a truck driving program that there was a grant for gets all the way to Oklahoma right before COVID happens. And of course, like the school shuts down, you know, and he's stranded here. Right. I met Steven on Easter Sunday morning and I don't know what was that April the 12th. Today's June the 13th, you know, so for the last, you know, eight weeks, eight, nine weeks, like Steven's been a part of my life and, I figured out how to solve homelessness for Steven. And it was actually renting him a private room through Airbnb for $20 a night, right? It's like, to me, that's what it looks like. I spent the first decade of my adult life trying to figure out how to solve homelessness and other issues at this systemic level. But it's like, if I can't like solve it for Steven, then like, what, I mean, what are we, do, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so anyway, it's like, that's what we do. It's, it's, it's just what we do. Um, I would say it's not what you do. I would say it's who Commonplace is. Yeah. Because that, I agree with that. That to me is way more than what you do. Um, just having what you said, stewarding the moment. Yeah. How many moments do we just blow? Yeah, I mean. Because we're living in what I need to accomplish. Thank you for joining us for another conversation around good. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on a story of good. Made Possible by makes giving easy for community-minded businesses and provides a better way to share their stories of good. Go to madepossibleby.us for more information or to sign up to be a guest on our podcast. Now, get out there and make good loud.